you were listening to from Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 114. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Today's going to be a good episode because I'm, I'm getting a lot of different inputs lately. And normally I shoot this on Tuesday nights pretty late. And right now I'm sort of in a funk about what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. So I decided getting the podcast done in the middle of the afternoon on a Monday seemed like just as good a time as any. And one of the things that I found myself really stumped by this morning was that the day didn't go as planned. I had issues with my online course and the links getting broken and not working. And I had to go in there and mess around and three hours later finally finished and not at all what I thought the day would play out like. And I had gotten up early. I went for a walk, uh, came home, thought no big deal. I'll fix this real fast. And three hours later... It, that was the pain. I got very frustrated with it. Some other things that I'm tr- I'm working on with some other collaborators started to uh, look less clear and defined as I'd hoped. And I was just like, okay, what can I do to just get myself recentered? And talking to y'all is always one of my favorite ways of getting myself centered on any given week. And I thought, okay, great. Let's have a conversation with you guys. And then I thought, well, what's really been? What have I really noticed coming up lately? that has been something to talk about. And I know I posted something on Instagram recently about the smallest next step versus the giant leap. Because I've been hearing some people talk about how when they go to make changes in their life, they don't stick with certain things. They don't stick with that discipline I talk about so often because the changes don't happen fast enough. And I've referenced my College Success Habits book multiple times on this show, and really I could have called it Sobriety Success Habits, but the original intention was to go to high schools and colleges and speak to them on positive habit creation in order to steer them away from the addiction recovery world we're all in, right? Because I think I'm helping people in addiction recovery. How can I help people never even have to deal with addiction recovery? And we often know it's the muting of our emotions that leads us to what we think of as medicine that ultimately ends up becoming our poison. And this is alcohol and drugs. And it can be food, it can be porn, it can be sex, gambling, it can be so many different things. It's definitely our cell phones. So there's all these things that can get in the way of what it is we really want to accomplish in ourselves. And when we start to run into these blocks, like I did this morning, right, then it becomes this idle hands Like, well, what am I supposed to be doing with my time, right? My brain's like, well, you could always turn on NFL.com and find out about the draft and who got picked where, and you've got a draft coming up for your rookies for one of your fantasy football teams on Friday. So why don't we just sit there and stare at that for the next two hours? And that's sort of what we could be doing, but that's not what I really want to be doing. I want to be working on my business account, or I want to be working on my Patreon page, or I want to be organizing my notes for the next summit that I'm putting on. Like, there's so many things to do. And then this gets me back to a thought that came up last week during my online course tribe meeting. So we do this right now it's weekly, but it's switching to bi-weekly soon where we get everyone together to talk about the progress they're making on the online course. And if that's something that you're interested in, by all means, reach out to me at From Sobriety to Recovery and let me know that you would like more information. We'll set up a call. And during this call, 
one of the things that I said that I, I thought was really poignant, and whether it landed as poignant or not to everyone who was there, it landed poignant to me. And it was when I said, don't let what makes you happy be the first thing you cut when you get stressed. And and even now as I say it, it really gives me chills because it's something I need to remind myself that when I get stressed out, when I get confused about what I'm supposed to be doing, when I don't have a clear agenda for the day, even though I wrote up my priority and my four focuses, I still am not really sure I was happy with the things I put on that list for today. I know I've got a client coming in at two. I know I've got a meeting with my collaborators at four. I know I've got these certain things I want to be working on, but nothing is pressing me right now. Nothing is like, oh my goodness, I've got to get this done. I loved writing my book. I loved putting together the online course. I loved it whenever my uh, Wise Mind Empowerment Mastermind was in the beginning weeks when I was still putting together the manual because there was like this imminent due date that was coming up. But when there's not an imminent due date, then I'm really just left to my own vices. And like, okay, you know, and I, what is it, what I just said, left, I'm not sure if it's left to your own devices or left to your own vices. (laughs) But if you think about it, when you have idle hands and you're not really sure what you're supposed to be doing in a given moment, you are really leading, leaving yourself up to your vices to take control of what it is you're going to start to do. Back in college, when I wasn't really sure what I was going to do on each and every day, which was most of my days, I found myself drinking in the morning thinking, okay, well, you know what, a couple shots and th- that'll get me rolling and we'll see how the day progresses. Well, the day would usually progress to me skipping class, drinking a 24-pack of beer and playing video games all day and thinking I was successful because, hey, I hung out with my friends. That doesn't cut it anymore. Not in my life, not in yours. We are evolving into a better version of ourselves each and every day. When you look in the mirror, that's your competition. That's the person you're seeking to progress. You're not looking to perfect anything as much as you're looking to progress yourself. So when you start to get stressed out, when you start to have anxiety, whenever your emotions become overwhelming, this is part of the human condition. I'm not so sure I would have said this a couple years ago whenever I started the podcast. Because back then I was like, and I still am in a way, like, you know, your emotions are your choice and your actions are your choice. And, And yes, we are choosing everything that we do. We are also looking to monitor the emotional ebbs and flows that we have in ourselves. Emotions are part of the human experience. Trying to mute them and act like we're not stressed out or we don't have anxiety over our finances, over our relationships, over any aspect of our lives. Trying to fool ourselves into thinking that we're not experiencing that, that's the injustice. That's where we found ourselves years ago when we started to mute who we really were and we started to mute our voice and our emotions and everything else and we started using alcohol and drugs, whatever your vice of choice might be. So we want to embrace what it is that we feel. We also don't want to allow that embracing of the feelings to be what ultimately cripples us in that moment from moving forward through them. Not knowing what I'm supposed to be necessarily working on right now. And again, knowing normally I do the podcast on Tuesday nights and now it's Monday afternoons. This isn't my general time to be doing this. But honestly, I didn't know what else to do. 
I have setting up my business account or my Patreon page or organizing my next summit while working on the uh, Think Happy book that I've been reading. I've also got this amazing magazine by National Geographic that talks about how personalities are created. I've got multiple videos that some of my peers have sent me over that they think will help me build out this new project that I'm working on. I could be doing my NLP manual for the class in July. I could be preparing for my client at 2 o'clock. There is not a lack of things to be working on. But until I got on the microphone, and before I started shooting this episode with you guys, I shot College Success Habits, and I talked about idle hands. And that was really more about how you've got to pull things out of your head and get them down on paper, and then you break them down into smaller bite-sized chunks so that you can start to work on them. And you don't let yourself just instant gratification monkey yourself over to your cell phone for the next four hours and not actually accomplish anything. But for you guys, I want to bring it differently. Because what I was hearing in the session the other day was that we all have different ways that we handle our stress, our anxiety, our emotions, whatever it is that we're going through, we all have our own way. And I definitely saw everybody having their own way in this call being, you know, we would talk about going and working out. Then someone else would say they like to journal and somebody else would say they like to go for a walk. And some people would say they like to play on the computer. They like to listen to music or read a book. Everyone has their own way and everybody can respect the other person's model of the world to realize how you handle your stress and anxiety and your emotions doesn't necessarily mean that's how other people will want to handle it. And when I coach people, I'm very mindful of my extreme nature. I'm very extreme. When I make a decision to do something, I don't just dip my toe in it. I jump into the deep end with a 50-pound weight vest on me to prove to myself that I can keep my head above water. And I just keep going at it and going at it and going at it until my body just gets used to it. My mind just gets used to it. And then what was once difficult just becomes the new normal. And I'm not even using that as a, as a vague metaphor either. I literally have a 40-pound weight vest that I will wear on my walks, that I will wear when I go work out, just to make it more difficult. And yes, my laugh trapezoid is not always happy about the vest getting put on, but by goodness gracious, the more I do it, the more it gets used to it. And so when I look at my own addiction recovery, and how it is that I'm getting myself used to the things that I used to think were challenging. It's in these days where I'm not really sure what it is I could be working on. And mind you, again, I think I just rattled through it. My to-do list is a mile long. There is not a lack of things that I want to get done, that I want to achieve. There also has to be that time where I just step back and say, okay, clearly nothing is sticking out. So where is the clarity I need to figure out what's important to me? What's important to move these goals and these achievements forward? It would be great if every single day I had five deadlines that were pressing and I knew, okay, I can work on these. Let's get these done. But that's not how normal days go. So then the stress and then the anxiety comes in. And when the stress and anxiety comes in, things that make me happy aren't making me as happy anymore because the... 50, 75% of my brain is wigging out over the fact that I don't really know what I should be doing right now. 
So then all of a sudden when I'm listening to Weezer's Blue album or I'm looking out my window at my amazing bird feeders that I've set up, I'm not happy with those. In fact, I'm frustrated. A crow shows up or a squirrel comes out and I want to rip the front door off and run out there and scream at a crow and a squirrel who are not at all going to be entertained by me doing that. So how am I handling my own stress and anxiety? One is that I just calmed it down and said, what can I be doing right now so I can feel like I'm being productive? Productivity is a huge thing to me. Yes, there's an efficiency and an effectiveness to it, but I, I like to be doing things. Humans like to be doing things. When I would hear... Uh, people in meetings saying, well, you know, you're not really in your addiction recovery because you're just filling your days with writing books and doing podcasts and, and talking to clients. Like you're not really in your own shit, figuring it out. I'm like, well, one, who the hell are you to tell me what me digging myself out of my own shit is supposed to look like, right? Who are, who is anyone to tell somebody else if what they're doing is actually working them towards the best version of their addiction recovery or not? Some people want to journal, some people want to meditate, some people want to do yoga. I'm not a fan of any one of those three things. So if I was going to be a dick and judge other people, and I heard that, oh, you know, you sit there and meditate for an hour and then journal about it for 45 minutes, I could be like, well, that sounds like a freaking waste ass of time. Why aren't you upstairs in your loft, you know, doing 45 burpees in a minute and seeing how hard that is to achieve? Why aren't you out there walking 10,000 steps before 8 a.m.? Why aren't you out there writing a book? Or why aren't you out there giving a speech? Like, these are things I like to do. It doesn't necessarily mean other people want to do them. So it's very, very important that everyone realizes that we have our own model of the world. We have our own way of seeing things. And you are going to feel and hear and see things completely different from me. Even if we were all standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder in a park, We would experience that differently. Take 15 people on a street and ask them what you see. And and yes, there's going to be some continuity there, right? They're going to see cars or they're going to see buildings. But when you really keep it, okay, what else and what else and what else? Eventually, you're going to have people picking out obscure things that somebody else was like, I didn't even notice that there. We all have our own way. And judging the other person's way based on our way, is a humongous disservice to who that person is as an individual. Because we're all unique in what it is that we desire out of our lives. I mean, when it comes to addiction recovery, I think it, you know, it's across the board, we all want to stop using and being intoxicated. That is going to be a similarity that we all can latch on to. That suffering and trauma and pain and, and, and a lack of emotional intelligence to corral who we were and what was going on to us at various ages of our lives. That's something that we can all very much agree was happening. You know, the likelihood that someone is just bouncing around and happy about life all the time and, you know, making good decisions and figuring out what it is they want to do with their life. And like, I'm talking about genuine happy people are sitting there pounding back 15 shots before 9am, probably not happening. (laughs) If they're, if they are acting happy and then doing, still doing 15 shots before 9 a.m., then there's secretly some pain and trauma inside. I think we can agree on that. Like People who are genuinely happy with their lives are not trying to black themselves out of their life. So the pain and the suffering that we've all gone through, 
right? And our inability to necessarily corral those emotions and, and bring them out of ourselves in a healthy manner led us into this addiction world. So now we're evolving. Now we're progressing. And so we're starting to think, okay, when I get stressed out, when I have anxiety, what are the things that I can do to shift my perspective, to climb my stairs so that I can achieve this wise mind empowerment? What are the things I can do? And this is going back to the previous, the, the original thesis of this podcast whenever I started it was, don't let the things that make you the happiest be the first things you cut when you get stressed out. When I was getting stressed out a few hours ago about what it was I was going to do, right? I'm like, okay, well, I know I want to work out. I know that, but at the moment I did not. I was just furious with my day. And I was like, well, that's it. I'll just sit in front of this computer and just keep banging my head on it for the next four hours until my two o'clock client starts. But that wasn't going to benefit me. I was listening to one of my favorite albums, Weezer's Blue, and that was actually irritating me. How on earth could that, (laughs) that album irritate me? Uh, The birds were pissing me off outside my window. These are things that I love that I was seriously on the brink of cutting out. I was going to close my blinds so I wouldn't have to watch these birds battle each other out over birdseed. It's actually one of the more hilarious things I get to witness throughout the entire day. This like foot and a half long bird feeder, all the birds seem to want to fight over what perch they get to sit on when there's the same bird food throughout the entire thing but this one perch seems to be the one and they all want to get on (laughs) but it's something I love to watch so when I say the sentence don't let the things that make you the happiest be the first things that get cut when you get stressed out and anxiety ridden I want you to really sit back and ask yourself well what are those things that make you the happiest my sister gets depressed a lot. And I know a lot of people who do, and some of them are on medication and some of them aren't, but they, they, their, their emotions become extremely overwhelming. And when my sister tells me that stuff, she'll be like, you know, when I start to feel the most down is when I just, you know, put on some make, she does this makeup um, show on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. And so she like, when I get the most stressed, she's like, I just, start putting on makeup and recording it because that makes me feel good. And I know that I'm making other people feel good whenever they watch my videos and I teach them how to do this stuff. Back in the day when she would get stressed out, she turned to alcohol and booze and she wouldn't shoot any makeup videos for, you know, days, if not weeks. So she's corralled it in. She knows what makes her the happiest is producing these videos, Mystic Canvas Makeup on TikTok, Instagram. If you guys ever want to check that out, she does some seriously wicked cool stuff. That's what makes her happy. If I were to sit there and try to tell her, well, hey, boo, when you're not feeling good about yourself and you're feeling depressed, I want you to go outside and I want you to walk 5,000 steps and then I want you to do a bunch of burpees and then I want you to, you know, I want you to start exercising and I want you to drink more water and I want you to eat a plate full of broccoli. Like those aren't the things that make her happy. Now, physically, fitness-wise, I do honestly believe the best way to mental health the, a positive progressive state of your mental health is through physical health. I have not talked about that enough on this show because I didn't want to be known as the guy who was pushing everybody to go out there and start lifting weights and run. I want people, oh, this Mr. Meathead or, oh, he's just one of those gym guys. But I, was, I did a disservice to you by not stressing how important physical activity is to my own addiction recovery. It was 
other than checking myself into Kaiser Permanente on that Monday, I stopped drinking on Friday the 13th of January 2017. I went into Kaiser on Monday and signed up and met my intake person and got my therapist and started going to meetings. I did that on that Monday morning. That Tuesday, the very next day, I went up to Equinox and I restarted up my gym membership. And I started going to the gym five days a week. I've even got my old 2017 calendar and my old 2017 workout book. That's literally, it's like a chronological order of my first year in sobriety and recovery. As I was cleaning, sidebar, as I was cleaning out my closet, I was throwing a bunch of old papers away and I came across that. And I threw away my other calendars, but I did not throw away my 2017 one. Because it was really cool going through there and seeing all the different appointments and all the different meetings I was attending. And the day I started Refuge Recovery and all this other cool stuff. And it was like, wow, this is literally like a diary of what I did in order to achieve sobriety and addiction recovery in my first year. And my gym sessions were were on there. I knew I was going Monday, you know, whatever days I worked at the restaurant, as soon as I got off, I'd go home, I'd change in my workout clothes and I'd be up at the gym. Some days I was so weak, all I could do was just walk on the treadmill for an hour or even 20 minutes. I Multiple times I'd go up there and I'd get frustrated and I'd just want to leave. And I'd be like, no, you at least got to do 20 minutes on the treadmill and then you can go home. And I would, 20 minutes on the treadmill and then I'd just go home and I'd sit on my couch and I just felt icky. And that was months and months and months of feeling icky as I went through detox and all of that stuff. But if I were to tell some people to go out there and get more physically active when that's not truly what makes them happy. That would be a disservice. Now, I absolutely think that we should have a conversation about adding that into your regularly scheduled programming, that you should start looking for ways that you could walk a couple thousand more steps, that you could start becoming more active. I absolutely think that that is a huge benefit to your mental health. So ask yourself, what are the things that make you happy that you've noticed yourself cutting when you get stressed out, when you get full of anxiety? And one of the reasons I think it's important to note this stuff is because often when I get stressed out and I get full of anxiety, I think that I should just plow ahead. Even if it's like walking in quicksand, I'm like, no, just keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward. You'll break yourself out of this funk. You'll find the right project to work on. You'll write, You'll find the right book to read, the right podcast to listen to, and then you'll feel super creative again, and you'll go off and you'll do something with that knowledge. Issue comes in is when I've already got 15 things on my to-do list that would also be making me happy, and then I start to cut those things. So what is it? that makes you happy that you will release because you think you should be doing something more productive. You think you should be doing something better with your time. You sit there with a list of awesome things to do and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to start on. And so you don't start on any of them and then you don't go for a walk or you don't go journal or you don't go meditate or you don't go do yoga. When in fact, these are the very things that will get you out of your funk, get your head clear, and let you get going in the right direction. This is why I think it's so important. And I don't know if I've been succinct enough throughout this podcast. I know I have (laughs) discussed with you many times that there is a certain rambling nature to this show. But if you're at episode 114, then by all means, I think you're used to it by now. When I get stressed out, I get 
I get down on myself because I do like to do a lot. I'd like to do a lot of things. I like to get things accomplished. I like to grow myself and then take what I've learned through the growing of myself process and bring it to you. It's it literally, it just, it makes me so happy when I do that. It's so awesome in my online class or in my six week mastermind. When I hear people literally using my language back at me, I'm like, wow, this is absolutely positively benefiting people. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to bring in this entire endeavor. So what is it that you might let slip through your fingers on any given day? Because you're stressed out, you have anxiety, and perhaps there's even that little voice in your head that says, you haven't earned the right to do your yoga, or you haven't earned the right to do your your workout because you have this project or that project. You weren't productive enough today, so you're not going to get to do the things that that make you happy, that fuel you. And instead, you're just going to sit here in front of this computer, or you're going to go out and dig ditches or whatever your gig is, and you're just going to keep pounding your head until you finally get yourself out of the funk. When in reality, taking a step back and saying, you know what, there are good days and there are bad days. My friend Danny, who I'm doing the communication summit with in June, she uses astrology and neuro-linguistic programming to help people get their emotions in order and and be able to move through things. And there'll be times where I'll I'll hit her up and I'm probably going to do it when I get off here. And I'll be like, you know, I'm just not feeling very focused today. I feel like my brain is all over the place and I don't know what to do. And she'll come back and be like, well, that's because it's the Pisces moon moving through Aquarius and your sun is setting here and your moon is there. And she's like, this is why your brain's discombobulated. Today is a day where you should be more physically active or today is a day where you should be on the phone more. And I'm like, oh, well, that helps to know. And literally when I shift and start doing the things that she recommends, I feel an energetic shift in myself. So... I don't know if you can just dive into astrology. You can go back and listen to her uh, astrology episode that we did uh, previously. She's got links uh, and ways that you can uh, meet up with her, Danny C. Muniz on Instagram. But anyways, there are ways that you can do it. And for me, even if I can't talk to her, I realize that if I just start to dabble in a few of the things that make me happy on any given day, that's going to break me out of my stress funk. That's going to break me out of my anxiety funk. And when I do that, then all of a sudden my mind gets extremely clear. And whatever that is for you, that is yours. That is unique to you and embrace it. And don't let anyone else tell you that it's wrong or that you could be doing it better. You're doing it for yourself, not for anyone else. And if you go off and you tell people how you're spending your time in order to get out of stress and anxiety and emotional turbulence, and they want to sling judgment or any of that kind of energy your way, then that person's an energy vampire. And then we talk about this in my online course. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Not everyone needs to know what you're doing because they'll think that their opinion or their tip or their trick or their hack is the best thing that they could possibly give to you in that moment. And truth be told, there's a lot of times where I don't want anyone else's opinion about what it is I'm doing. I will figure my own way out of this. I want to accomplish that for myself. From so many of us, me included, I've got various podcasts I turn to whenever I want to have an emotional shift, an energy shift. I want to learn something new. I am blessed. So many of you choose me as your conduit through sobriety and addiction recovery journey that we're on. I also realize that there's a time and a place for me. 
that you probably aren't always flipping me on. I hear from many of my listeners that you'll binge five or 10 of my episodes at once and you won't come back for two more months. I can tell this by the numbers in the system because an episode will have, you know, 800 and it'll just park there for a couple months and then I'll come back to it a few months later and all of a sudden it's in the thousands. And I'm like, oh, exactly. People came back because we all have our own way of dealing with stress. We all have our own way of internalizing what's happening in our life. And we all want to be able to do it on our own terms for ourselves. And this is a powerful, powerful place to be. A place where you realize that your voice matters most importantly to you. Do what it is that makes you happy so that you can move through that emotional turbulence, through that stressful, anxiety-ridden moment. It is whatever you want it to be. And don't let me tell you that it should be otherwise. Because I can get it, I, with my coaching, I can sometimes be uh, very upfront and be like, nope, that's, that, that's not moving the needle. You've got to push it harder. I'm extreme. I like to push myself hard, hard. Because I've proven to myself that I can handle that kind of behavior. That I can jump into the deep end with a 50-pound weight vest, 40-pound weight vest, and I, can, and I can definitely keep my head above water. But not everyone's like that. One of my clients is very much incremental. I'll leave you guys on this. This is how incremental she is. When I first told her that she, she should be consuming more water, she tried to butt heads with me over just drinking 12 ounces of water out of a water bottle every day because normally it was just like um, it was just basically coffee or intermittent water sips here or there but she was having these horrible dehydration headaches and I was like look at the minimum you can drink 12 to 24 ounces of water I don't care if you have to pour it into a shot glass and shoot shots of water if that's what it takes to get this water down in your belly then that's what you should do and she's not in addiction recovery, so I wasn't worried about triggering any kind of behavior that she was trying to steer herself away from. And she laughed about that. And within a week, she was consuming almost 48 ounces of water because I, I basically showed her the absurdity of not wanting to drink at least 12 to 24 ounces a day. You can also blow yourself out of this stuckness that you have by realizing that you're not stuck, you're standing still. And if you've got to come up with some absurd way of getting back into your happy place or starting up a new habit, look for the smallest, simplest next step. For some, of, for some people, it, it would be taking 24 shots of water in order to get that down. Some people would hear the absurdity of that and think, you know what, I can drink a pint glass of water and it'll take me a minute. But whatever it is, there has to be momentum. That's where I'll leave you guys with today. Momentum. When I get the most positive feedback from my clients is when they say, Jesse, you just figured out a way for me to take one step forward. And it was with that one step that all of this momentum started and continued. Because when I tell someone to do 10 air squats in the middle of the day just to get the blood pumping, once they've done 10, they're like, well, now what else could I do? Because once you've started, the, the, the energy just gets going in you. It's like my just press play philosophy. When this podcast is done, I'm not even going to let myself think about it. I'm just going to go straight up into the loft and I'm going to work out because I want to get my workout done and I honestly don't know what else is as pressing as that. 
When I'm done with that, I'm going to feel so good and great. I'm probably going to be able to set up that dentist appointment, get the Patreon page done a little bit more, prepare for my 2 o'clock client, and email the, the business bank account information to First Entertainment. Like There's all of these cool things that I can begin to start to do. And when I start them, the momentum begins. What is a tiny little pebble rolling down a mountain can accumulate enough snow or dirt to become this gigantic boulder when it gets to the bottom. So what is the thing you can do to start momentum for yourself today? What is that one happy thing that you have cut out of your life in the past because you didn't necessarily think you deserved it in that moment because you were full of stress or full of anxiety or you were trying to figure out what else you could be doing with your day to be even more productive when in fact that thing that makes you the happiest could be just the thing that breaks you out of your funk and gets you moving into a more empowered sense of self. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release, and flow. Every day is the best day of my life because I wake up sober and I've heard from the rest of you, it is too. As always, shout out to sunshine. Glow on. See you next week. Bye-bye.